0: but we will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech? and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you.
1: Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Chris Ostich, uh, co-founder and chief innovation officer at Listener. L i s n r dot com. Chris, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah no problem. So, uh, tell our listeners unintended intended) uh, that listener what you guys do. <laughs>
2: um, so, we're a uh, communication protocol where we use uh, ultrasonic audio to transmit information. Uh, so, we're the world's leader in ultrasonic data transmission. So, we use um, inaudible sound that uh, the most humans can't hear to to move information between things.
1: Why? Uh, why ultrasound? Why, what's wrong with the current methods of, you know, let's say fiber optics or other methods? Well, there's,
2: um, I mean, there's a lot of protocols out there. Um, we initially started down this path, just you know, my co-founder Rodney was a consumer marketing guy at P and G. I'm a several-time startup veteran, um, and in the beginning, it was really around trying to reach consumers, you know, contextually at the at the right moment. Uh, with the right message and one of the things that we found that communicating with somebody in that moment is is not easy <laughs> um, You know the you know mid, I think 2012 or 13 we started to see the rise of sample and um, I think that we've all seen the the Rise and then subsequent demise of those products um, over the last several years um, What we noticed is that sound is, is this infrastructure that's all around us every room uh, that we're in every car that we get into, every uh, office that we enter, every concert that we go to, every device that we carry around. It, it, you know, this this infrastructure is there already, um, and historically we just haven't used it as a communication uh, mechanism. We've it's mostly been sort of passive audio. So, our sort of initial thesis was just a question: we thought, you know, what if what if that was like what if sound was like plumbing? You know what if it was pipes and we could move information through it? I mean, think about all the infrastructure there's around it. We won't. We would need new things like boxes that you mount to aisles in grocery stores or football stadiums or um, Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Um, and again, that's that's sort of the beginning of this company. Now we've really made you know this a a, a, a true protocol and that it's it's bidirectional and we're doing really incredible things in particularly authentication and security, where we're doing uh, payment over audio. Uh, Authentication of things like tickets, uh, opening car doors, uh, knowing where
1: somebody's sitting on a train, things like that. So the, the business has expanded pretty dramatically over the last several years. But why was it, why why this protocol? What's the benefit of it uh, versus other protocols? You said there's a lot of them out there.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you look at us versus uh, uh, Bluetooth as an example, um, so we're hardwareless. You know, we don't all we use is a speaker and a microphone. So we embed our software into existing infrastructure ecosystems, so there's nothing new to install, no new chips, no new hardware, no new uh, stuff. So uh, that's one of the biggest advantages for us in almost every client example that we work with is that there's uh, all we are is sound and software, uh, and any reasonable developer uh, could integrate us in less than a day and have uh, a new way to transmit information securely uh, through sound um, so that's, that's one is cost. Uh, two is sort of scale. Um, you know, when we've done, we've done hundreds of, uh, sporting events, we work with people like Real Madrid and the Cleveland Cavaliers and, uh, and the Grammys. And when you get in these high density environments, we have thousands and thousands of people. Uh, most other technologies, including, uh, things like Wi-Fi kind of fall on their face. Um, so, you know, we, we are an, uh, an interesting supplement in those environments. So if you have 66,000 people in a, in a football arena, um you know it's hard to connect to the internet. it's hard to can get a hot dog order to your seat um but now embedding smart tones in um sort of activities or parts of a of a game like when a goal is scored or uh, somebody dunks or a football or a touchdown is scored, you know there could be video that runs on a big screen that has our technology in it that would right. essentially light up devices in the audience regardless of connectivity so this is completely offline. We don't need cell service, Wi-Fi, uh, Bluetooth. Uh, you could do these transactions in airplane mode.
1: And how does it work? I mean, what's an example? Does it use a smartphone speaker or is it an app? I mean, what, what physical manifestation is
2: Sure. Yeah, we're we're SDK, so we're just a, a piece of software that lives in other applications. Um, and then in some cases in hardware,
1: um, more
2: and more of those today. Um, but historically, you know, imagine the Cleveland Cavaliers app uh, has our SDK integrated. Um, and then it uses any commodity speaker can broadcast a smart tone. So we have different a variety of what we call tone profiles. Um, they are designed to do different things. So one is designed to cover large areas, um, completely inaudible. We have another that's designed to transmit much larger packets of data in less than six inches from a broadcasting device or a receiving device. So it's designed to kind of simulate or spoof NFC. Um, so any commodity speaker in the world can broadcast a tone it's just an audio file um, the mm-hmm. tone contains a you know a, pr- a bunch of things but a preamble and a a, a, a header uh, so the things that announce it and tell the detecting device what to expect and then the payload is the actual information that, that comes through the tone itself um, then that can be detected by any commodity microphone um, giving you know the ability to have this sort of exchange of information between any any of these two devices, but all you need is a speaker and microphone.
1: Is it an audible tone, or what does it sound like? You know, is it no, electronic they're, or what?
2: Yeah, they're the the most of our tone profiles are inaudible to uh, the human ear. So we live somewhere between 18 and 20 kilohertz um, most of the time. We have tones that are designed to survive compression services. So like normally, if you were going to upload videos to YouTube or play music on Spotify, a lot of the streaming services chop out uh, high-frequency audio. And uh, we have tones that are designed to survive uh, compression. Those those are mm-hmm. slightly audible. They sound kind of like wind. It's um, the best way I could describe it. <laughs> um, completely uh, harmless to humans, dogs. A um, bunch of you know, six years of research now uh, of sort of safety, things like that. Um, but but in audible in most environments you just do not do not know that they are there. In some other use cases, like payment, for example, uh, there's actually an audible cue that's attached to the tone that allows the consumer to know that I've just paid for something. So imagine like you know not using Apple Pay or Samsung Pay, um, but giving a retailer the ability to transmit you know credit card data from their app to a credit card terminal uh, offline, no no server connections. You know doing um, locally so much more secure um, that that's the kind of stuff we're we're doing so it really depends on the use case there's so every every client we, we always like kind of say we're we're like plumbing we we don't uh, <laughs> I, I, I hate saying it but sometimes it, you know we don't uh, we we try to give our customers good directions about how to use the technology most effectively but like ultimately it's it's really up to the developer or the development team as to how they choose to implement <clears throat>
1: Do you, is this being implemented implemented anywhere yet and how does it work? You know, what's an example of a use case? Yeah. Um
2: so we're gosh, probably um thirty million devices um today and probably uh we'll we'll get over hundred million devices this year. Um some of the places that you'll use the technology in the next several months. Uh, we've been around since two thousand twelve. Um so we've we've done we're in a hundred and fifty you know, NCAA school apps where, we, like I said, we, we've powered the Grammys app. We, The Cavs, the Colts, the Real Madrid mobile application has our technology in it. Um, Ticketmaster is one of our biggest clients. Uh, their presence application uses the listener technology as an uh, authentication measure to validate tickets at entry. Um, and so, you know, obviously Ticketmaster, somewhere over a billion tickets a year, um, as they roll out this presence platform which they just uh closed a deal with the NFL to power the NFL teams. Um that should that should mean a lot more distribution for listener. Um we work with Jaguar Land Rover um doing in car personalization. Uh we aim to eventually replace the key. Um uh, working with retailers like Macy's. Um so you know, mostly mostly enterprise type of customers. We're backed by Intel. Um they're our largest investors so far. So mostly enterprise stuff, but um, that's the kind of places you'll see it. I mean, in, there is no consumer-facing version of our product, so we're okay. just, we kind of live in the background.
1: Right, I understand. What? How much data can be stored in a in a tone, and how long is the tone? You know, what else could this be used for?
2: Yeah, um, a great question. So, um, it, I guess the answer is it, it sort of depends. <laughs> um, we we just announced the sort of the world's first. Uh, kilo audio bit so a thousand bits of information a second um, can be stacked on top of one another you know we're not talking like this is not (laughs) this is not like Wi-Fi Um, but if you're looking to transmit uh, packets of secure information um, in a close proximity like we're a very very compelling solution there Um, so the platform we have a customer facing engine where you can go in and you can manufacture tones you can put rules around them you can uh you can pick different profiles you could say i want i need a 30 minute smart tone. that's going to be a big file obviously but um you have complete control over sort of customizing what you want the you know the, the technology to to do and then uh, some other interesting things when you have control over the sdk like um uh, There's a feature we have in the technology called smart listening where you can activate microphone access by either uh, time and date box or um, location. So if I'm, you know, a fan walking into a game or if I'm, uh, you know, walking into a retail store, uh, the SDK can activate the microphone
1: to deliver proximity-based engagements or activation uh, based on where you are. So does this data, do you translate it, does your app translate it into other kinds of data that are similar that devices would look at you um, know let's say uh um, so, not know Bluetooth has a certain data structure or n f c or whatever it is does you know when a a device takes in these tones, does it translate it to one of those protocols can it can it jump from you know your your tonal signaling to n f c or to Bluetooth or is that not possible to translate back and forth
2: well we're not I don't think we're doing that today um the kind of things we are doing um would would be more focused on things like um if I am broadcasting, if I'm the consumer and I went to Walgreens as an example and I was picking up my prescription, um I could authenticate that I am who I say I am. I could transmit a driver's license or my information through a tone, I could uh, send credit card data through a tone, I could send a token um, you have the ability to wrap the payload with any security measures that you know you're you're already using um so there are other there are other times where the tone is used as just a, a trigger. So if I detect a tone, it may take a completely subsequent or, or secondary action that has nothing to do with the tone, but maybe there's app level logic uh, that's built that says, "Hey, when I detect this tone, do this thing." So, as just as an example, I'll go back to sports. Um, so if LeBron dunks, there uh, you could have a short video clip that's cached in the app, and anytime the tone that contains that that rule is detected by the device then that video would be called um, into the mobile application itself so for the consumer to view so um, so there are sort of secondary actions that can be programmed with with the SDK Uh, we haven't done those kind of hopping around from could it be encoded or decoded as as a Bluetooth signal or 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 Wi-Fi one of the things or I'm sorry the uh, NFC you said Uh, one of the things Mm. that I think is maybe the it's probably the most boring. (laughs) It's certainly not the sexiest thing we do, but I think it is one of the most useful. And uh, I like, I I have tried to get it enabled in my home as many places as I can. But um, you know, I have a, here's an example. I have a Sony alpha uh, camera. Um, I try to take pictures. I suck at it, but you know, I try to take photos and um, I have this Sony alpha camera and I thought I was Gonna have this cool thing where I could take these pictures and instantly, you know, sync them to my device, and it's just it's just not that easy. Um, I have to turn on the Wi-Fi on the camera, disconnect from the Wi-Fi I'm on on my phone, I have to connect to the camera's Wi-Fi, I have to enter this 16-character alphanumeric string of uppercase and lowercase letters, and it's it, every time, and it just annoys me. It drives me absolutely bananas. Um, and so what what we did is um, built a Wi-Fi pairing app, essentially that just uh, you can transmit. Uh, ssid or, or a Mac address uh, and a password through the tone so the device instantly connects without having to ever enter your password again um, it so my camera does that now I've, I've kind of hacked my my home systems to be able to do that when I have guests over it's, it's kind of like if you've used this beautiful feature that Apple has now where uh, if you're on one device and another device comes near it you can essentially broadcast uh, that connection so you're piggybacking essentially um so you can you can do that with bluetooth you can do that with wi um so pairing is a is a very i think it's going to be a super important thing for us in the future um i would love it if anybody here that's building things wanted to build a you know a new way to pair devices way more efficiently and and easily <laughs> than it happens today um uh, you know give me a call so i'll give you access to the sdk and the portal uh, we, we, I would love to see that uh, in, in the market somewhere.
1: Okay. All right. Um, so the, oh, I'm trying to think of an example, um, you you need to interface, I guess, with as many apps or protocols as possible to make them interoperable with what you guys do, though, right? Uh, I mean, it seems like it'd be more useful if, uh, well, I guess the app can do everything with a with a given smart device. You don't need to interface with, uh, you know, with NFC or Bluetooth or anything. So I guess that's how you're getting into the device. That doesn't matter, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, when we think about interoperability, um, that's an important characteristic for this business, particularly in the fintech space um, where you have these walled gardens and everything is so siloed. Um, we we feel like there's a, a interesting advantage to, to having a technology that uh, could c- communicate across these platforms. So this is one of the reasons that Synchrony Financial um, made a a significant investment in us recently um and we're beginning to to roll out this this uh version of the technology we're calling sound pay um which is you know just an alternative to the other um uh, contactless payment engines out there but one of the challenges is that you know f- for a retailer to accept a contactless payment the majority of them are going to have to um either be buying new hardware uh that has you know nfc or bluetooth um they have to be apple or um uh, uh, google enabled to be able to accept those you know payment standards um and when it when they are apple and google pay or apple pay features that uh, you're you're uh obviously apple's benefiting from the <laughs> transaction fees and uh card present rates even though it's not so um we we think that there's a really compelling space there to to be able to um give the consumer both control over where they uh, what they use to transmit payment data uh, but then give retailers and card issuers um some of the power back as it relates to um th- this this industry so synchrony has has been a, a big partner so far and now we're uh, we're working with two of the three largest uh, terminal manufacturers in the world um to enable their their hardware the credit card terminals with our technology so hopefully soon you'll be able to um make a sound-based, offline, secure payment using using Listener.
1: Okay. Well, very good. What's, uh, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you and to find out more and see if the application will work for their business?
2: Yeah, the um, We have a pretty robust uh, resources section of the site, so I'd go to Listener.com. It's L-I-S-N-R. Um, and then uh, there's a portal request. You can request access to the portal and um, just note that uh, you heard this podcast and wanted to learn a little bit more we offer free trials of the uh, of, of the access to the software for um, a box period of time um, so we give everybody the opportunity to get their hands in it and build something um, We have a really great customer success team that'll work with you to make those things happen so yeah say so hit the website fill out a form note that you heard this podcast and you know we're we're really excited to see what you guys do
1: all right Chris well that's great well I appreciate you
0: being on thank you so much
1: how do you do it thanks for time.
0: but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to BFTExpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here